0: So tonight, I'm going to be talking about salvation. Uh, What is salvation, and what does sin even do? That's basically the main topic, and I probably won't even preach that long on this, but what is salvation? The Bible talks a lot about being saved. We talk about it in church all the time, uh, to be saved or to have salvation or even to uh, save people uh, out there in our spheres of influence and stuff. But what even is salvation? And I kind of want a little bit of conversation with some of this stuff. So does anybody know? Does anybody have any thoughts in the audience? What is salvation? Anybody? Yes. Salvation is Jesus. Okay. That's technically not wrong. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, Don't be afraid. Abby? Loving Jesus. Okay. I, I, I do like that. It's definitely a little deeper than that. Yes. So it's believing in that. Okay, I like that. So I like what Becca said about believing. So salvation, um, I guess, hmm, I guess there's a couple different ways you could take this definition because what I've written here is, in in a simple terms, salvation is simply being saved from harm, death, and eternal suffering. Um, so that's what salvation is. Now, how you get salvation is maybe more of what you guys were talking about. Jesus, Jesus. good answer. Um, But what even is the actual salvation? Well, what are you being saved from? You are being saved from eternal suffering. You're being saved from death. You're being saved from harm. That's what salvation is. God came uh, and sent his son. He saw that, wow, humans suck at doing life and they can't do this on their own. They're making all sorts of mistakes. And hey, I don't like this. This is really tough to do. To do life, so I'm gonna save them. God's like they can't do it on their own. They need a savior. So He sent His Son Jesus. We know the story, and I don't mean to make light of it at all. But <laughs> uh, Jesus came and died for us to save us. He saved us. He gave us the offer of salvation, the gift of salvation. So. How do we know that we're saved? I think this is something that a lot of people have thought about. I've thought about this at different times in my life. Like, am I actually saved? (laughs) Like, how do I know if I'm actually saved? Like, what is it? Like, how do you know? Anybody have any thoughts about that one? How do we know if we're saved? Becca. So as long as you believe that Jesus uh, is our Lord and Savior... That is how you know that you're saved. As long as you you know that you believe. Okay, I love that answer, Matthew. Mhm. It it's very much that simple. Like you got it right. Like <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you got it right. It's in there. So let me let me read it to you. Uh, so Romans ten verse nine. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There you go. That is how you know if you're saved. If you openly declare, and some translations say, use your mouth to declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It really is that simple. Like, this is not... Uh, a complicated thing, and I think it's something a lot of Christians can often struggle with. Is like, oh, I just messed up, or I've done all these different things. Like, or you might be questioning, like, am I saved? Like, is there a point when I'm not saved? How do I know? Well, let's keep talking about it. Uh, John four six says, uh, Jesus, and then Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So there's only one path to salvation through Jesus. Okay, so we don't have to do anything. We don't have to live a certain way or do a certain thing to be saved. Is believing really enough? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It, it really is that simple. You don't have to do anything to be saved or to be called righteous um, or like, we are made righteous through our faith. We are saved by the gift of God's mercy and grace only. So, if you believe, like we've been talking about, if you believe, you are saved. That's it. It really is that simple. Titus uh, 3, verses 4 to 7. I'm going to give a lot of scriptures tonight because I really want to back up everything that I'm going to be saying. Um, so, Titus 3... Uh, 4 to 7 says, but when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So this is the important verse here. Not that the rest wasn't, but. (laughs) Uh, Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Salvation. Uh, So salvation, like I said in the beginning of this message, is being saved from eternal suffering, like hell, if you want to say that. Uh, So when we're saved, we have eternal life. That's pretty amazing. Like, I feel like we don't, Appreciate that enough, or it's become too common uh, language that we really just need to think about that more. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 says, For by the grace, or for by grace you have been saved by faith. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. That is Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. So I love what it says there at this last verse again. So no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for doing good works or human striving. So if you are striving right now, to make yourself feel like you're saved, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, if you are trying to do good things in order to be saved, that is not how it works. It says so very clearly right here in Scripture. Um, so, this begs a question. If I don't have to do anything or live in any special way, where do the whole commandments come into this picture? What's the point? <laughs> uh, do we ha- Why do we have to obey the commandments? What is it going to save us from if that is not how we get salvation? We do not get salvation by obeying the commandments of God. We do not get salvation by not sinning. So what does sin even do? These are tough questions. and I'm glad you asked. Oh, I lost my place. So first of all, following the commandments and living free from sin does not make you righteous. So a lot of people think that, oh, if I follow the commandments of God, like, you know, the Ten Commandments and all the other things that the Bible kind of encourages you to do, doing that stuff does not make you righteous. Does that, does people know that? Like, you do not, that is not how righteousness comes um let me read you the scripture uh romans 4 verse 5 but no one earns god's righteousness it can only be transferred when we no longer rely on our own works but believe in the one who powerfully declares the ungodly to be righteous in his eyes it is faith a big word That transfers God's righteousness into our account. So following the commands might make you a nice person. It might even please God, which it does. It'll please God, but is never going to make you righteous or holy in God's eyes. That is not where that comes from. So this begs another question. So if the commandments aren't about living righteously because righteousness doesn't come from that way, what's the deal? Why do we still obey the commandments if salvation and righteousness doesn't come from obeying them? Isn't that an interesting thing to think about? Well, give me a second. Oh, man, it's so dry up here. (laughs) I lost my place again. Oh, so what's the deal? Um, So believe it or not, every commandment in the Bible does still have merit today. It can still be useful and used for today. Every single commandment in the entire Bible can still be used and applied today. Now, like, I didn't write any of this down, but there are interpretation to some of the laws and stuff like that, for example. So I feel like this is the point that might bring a lot of questions, but um, oh yeah, I, don't, I just don't have time to dive into that right now, but every commandment does still have merit. There's nothing in the Bible that God put there that's not useful or that not can't be used for goodness. Um, so, the commandments do show us what sin is if we didn't have commandments of God we wouldn't even know what's sin. And that is still very important and very useful to know what is sin and what isn't. Um, but commandments of God actually do a lot more than just tell us what is a sin and what is not a sin. God actually cares about us. Go figure. He loves us. He loves us so much. He cares about us. He wants us to have an amazing, incredible, successful life full of joy, full of passion, full of love, full of all these incredible, incredible things, full of freedom, Freedom from anxiety, freedom from depression, free from pain, free from suffering. He wants us to be free. So following the commandments is actually living life in freedom. And that might sound kind of weird or strange or backwards, but it's actually the truth. Following the commandments is living in freedom. Because if we broke the commandments, we would actually be giving in to our dead man's desires like when we when when Jesus died and was raised again, we were rose with him, and we have a dead man with uh you know sinful nature and just a carnal nature that has desires to do bad sinful things that is dead, and when you <clears throat> um, I lost my place again, hold on a second oh yeah, dead people um. <laughs> Uh, so, we have a dead man. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, yeah, that's just didn't come out quite right. <laughs> Let me start from the beginning of this point for a second here. Um, man, why do I keep losing my place? Okay, God actually cares about us, boopity-bop-boo. Uh, living in Freedom. If we broke them, if we broke the commandments, we'd actually be giving in to our dead man's desires and becoming a slave to our sins. That's what I was trying to get to. Uh, We would become a slave to our sins. Let me prove it to you. Romans 6, verse 16. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? But choose carefully. For you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master. And it will own you. And your reward will be death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. Uh, Let me read another one. Romans 5.17. Death once held us in its grip. By the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. That one man, by the way, was Adam. But now... How much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in in the one and only Jesus the Messiah. So by staying away from sin and obeying the commands in the Bible, we are actually living the way God intended. So the commandments help us understand how to live to please God, but how to live a blessed and fulfilling life, to live free. We don't have to be a slave to our sins. If anybody ever struggled with addiction in here, you know that it can honestly feel like you're a slave to it. Like, you're just like, yes, I will do what you want me to do. (laughs) Like, it's tough. It can be so tough uh, to be in addictions and things like that. But it's who you obey, like I read in that first scripture, they will become your master. So if we obey the commandments, it is freeing. It, It shows us, the good life God has always intended for us. And it's, it's just, it's perfect peace. It's the only way to obtain perfect peace. Following sin is never going to lead you anywhere but pain. And God doesn't want us for that, He'll want us to have that. So sin uh, is dangerous. <laughs> uh, sin is really dangerous. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons why sin is dangerous, but let me just kind of highlight a few. So first of all, sin is dangerous because it can cause you to lose your faith. By becoming such a slave that we forget who our master is. And in turn, you'll lose your faith in him. If you stop believing that he is the true God, the one that you're serving, it can be very difficult to hold on to faith in God. So that's, why, that's one of the reasons why it's very dangerous. It is also dangerous because it does not show people who Jesus is. Like, at all. It is the opposite. We could cause others to actually turn away from their faith by sinning. We could turn people off of Jesus, and they would never get the opportunity to know who he is, to know the perfect goodness, to feel the love that only God can bring. It is dangerous to sin because it's scares people away from salvation. There is no way to love God or anyone else through sin. There is no way. Only pain can come from sin. Whether it shows up now or years later, sin will always lead to death. Always. So why do you think we have commandments in the Bible, it's because God doesn't want any of that for us. He doesn't want any for this. He gave us the commandments because he loves us. <laughs> Ow, what a privilege, guys. What an incredible gift this book is. I'm holding a Bible for anyone listening to this. <laughs> what an incredible, incredible gift to be able to read this good book and know how to live a better life that's why we have the commandments it's because he loves us it's not about earning salvation it's not about living righteously because those things were gifted to us by believing in him and that is it that is the only way to get to be righteous is by have believing in him and he looks at you and your faith and it's like that's my boy that's my girl i love them there's nothing that can separate my love from them nothing i don't care if you're living in sin because sin does not stop his love sin does not stop him considering you righteous even technically the only thing that will stop him from this relationship is you not believing in him. That is it. So I've talked about this in, in many other sermons, uh, the point I'm about to make, but I feel like it's worth saying again here. <clears throat> I believe the most common and clever tactic of Satan is to cause people to slowly burn out. Slowly, over time, over years, over months, I believe it was one of the most common tactics for us to lose our faith gradually because of distractions and because of slavery to sin. I don't think anybody just wakes up one day after believing and loving God and be like, hmm, I think I'm going to totally not believe anymore today. I just don't think it happens like that. I believe there could be an event that would cause someone to question their faith. Sure, that kind of stuff does happen. But I don't believe the average person just wakes up one day and says, I'm going to choose not to have faith and in turn lose my salvation. Um, I think the most clever tactic of the enemy, like I just said, is to cause us to slowly stop thinking about him. If you've, I have caught myself doing this too, and it's, and it can be scary But have you ever just suddenly realized, you know, I haven't even thought about God in a while? That's how he gets you. And it can be scary. But God's goodness is always there and available for us to run back. And for us to start having relationship with him again. Because once you stop thinking about God, eventually you will start to question your beliefs And once the devil can get you to question your beliefs, he can get you to lose faith. And once you lose faith, you lose your salvation. That's how it works. And I believe that is one of the most common way that people lose salvation, is through a very slow, that first believed in God. (laughs) Um, That's how people fall away, is through a very slow, If we are distracting ourselves with things, whether it's sin or not, um, so much so that we never invest in our relationship with God, um, oh, you know what, I already said that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's when we can stop thinking about it. So here comes one of the most important reasons in my personal like, life for why I try not to sin. So we've talked about a few of the dangers of sin. But here's why I don't want to sin. It's because I love him. It's about relationship. I love God. I love him. I want to please him. I want to bless him. I want to walk like Jesus in the best way I can. Excuse me. I love him, and that is why I don't want to sin. Because the last thing I ever want to do is fall away from my one true love, God. Why would I want to give that up? And when I sin and when I don't follow the commandments, it's it brings me in danger of that stuff. So I want to keep my relationship up. And we talked about this so many times, but... It's just like any human relationship. If you stop paying any attention to it, if I don't if I stop talking to John and I just like totally ghost him, like just never text him, never reply to anything, like I might even get like just like we do with God sometimes, you'll feel like an impression from the Lord sometimes and you just ignore it. I get a text from John, if I'm ignoring his text, or ignoring the conversation, don't even look at him when I see him in person, eventually this relationship will die. that kind of breaks the analogy, but uh, that relationship will die and it will no longer exist and it can be the exact same way with God. If you stop investing, if you stop taking care to be like, hey, how are you doing, friend? And I mean, I guess you can ask how God's doing. He's always good. (laughs) Uh, But you can ask him. But just have conversation with the Lord. Spend time with him. And if you're wanting to learn how to walk like Jesus, the only way to know how to walk like Jesus is to know who Jesus is. You can't walk like something that you don't know. Um, I think we need to be very careful. And I'm kind of taking a little bit of a sharp turn here a little bit. but Well, not really. It's still very much related, but... I think we need to be very careful as Christians not to be too sin conscious. And that can be maybe a startling phrase for some people, but I believe that we need to stop being sin conscious and we need to be more Jesus conscious. Knowing whether or not you are sinning is still important because that's how we know how to please God. But it's not, it's not really what life is about. Life isn't about whether you're sinning or not. We already learned that that's not how salvation comes and those things. Yes, this is how you please God, and yes, it's very important not to sin because of all the reasons we just talked about. I don't want to keep repeating myself. But we, we need to move from being sin conscious to being Jesus conscious. Always focusing on sin and whether or not you're sinning is exhausting. That just sounds exhausting. <laughs> Always fo- and I used to do this always being so much more aware of whether or not I was sinning rather than being more aware if I was living like Jesus. And sin has no power on its own. Sin only has power if we let it control us. All you have to do to, and to break that control well, I know it's way like easier said than done, I know, but repent and move on. Don't give the sin the power. If you're focusing constantly on, it's like, oh, I'm struggling with sin again. Oh, I gotta stop sinning. Oh, I gotta make sure I don't sin. Like, which there's merit to that. And I understand that. But if you were more focused on, I need to try to walk like Jesus, I can guarantee you that is a much better strategy to get rid of the sin in your life. To try to walk like Jesus more than you're trying not to sin. Because sin is not what it's about. It's about walking like Jesus. It's about making disciples. It's about loving your neighbor. It's about loving yourself. Those are the important things in life. It's not about whether you're sinning or not. But if you love Jesus, and if you fall more in love with Jesus, and you get to know him better, and you begin to walk like Jesus, you will start to find you are not sinning anymore because of how much you love him. That is how we live in freedom. Yeah. And I guess I didn't have this written down, but I think it's important to note that forgiveness is not the same thing as repentance. You are already forgiven you've been forgiven. Every future Jesus is powerful enough to like wash away all your sins. He did it already. It's been done. That's why it says it is finished in the Bible. All of your future sins, all your past sins, it's forgiven. Any sin you will commit has already been forgiven. The thing we have to do is repent. And that is different than asking for forgiveness. And I think this is something that has been very commonly misunderstood in Christianity. Repentance is turning around. Repentance is looking at the sin and, like, let's, oh, I messed up, made a sin. My bad. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm going to turn away from this style of thinking and I'm going to turn the opposite direction and I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to let this sin give me shame because God would never do that. I'm not going to let this sin control me. I'm not going to let this sin determine my joy because it's not that important. (laughs) It's not that powerful. The sin only becomes powerful when you let yourself become a slave to it by obeying what the sin is wanting you to do, what sin is wanting you to do, which is to fall into shame and guilt and all these other terrible things because you sinned. Jesus (laughs) already paid for it. (laughs) It's done. All you have to do is like, oh, right, oh, I'm so sorry, Lord. Let's, let's turn this around. Let's twist in the complete opposite direction. Repentance means, like, I should have actually wrote down the specific Greek translation of repentance, but essentially, it means to turn your thoughts around. It means to change your way of thinking. That's what repentance is. That is what we actively need to do, to repent on a regular basis whenever we find ourselves struggling. That is how you live in freedom. And that should be our only relationship or connection to sin, is repenting from it. Um, so I think we already kind of said this, but just to kind of resummarize, here's my main points for tonight. <laughs> Stop worrying about whether or not you're saved. <laughs> it really is as simple as being like, I believe that God exists, and I believe that Jesus died and rose again from the grave, and so I'm gonna declare that he is my Lord. That is where salvation comes from. You can read that scripture, Romans 10, 9. That's the answer for salvation. If you openly declare that Jesus, excuse me, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's salvation. Stop worrying about whether or not you're saved, (laughs) because I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time doing that. The other main thing is it's important to understand what sin is so that we can please God and live a blessed life, but it should never be the focus of our lives. Living and walking like Jesus is where the focus should be, so that we can make disciples, and, and this should always be the ultimate goal. Yeah. So if you've been struggling with sin, maybe it's because you've been more focused on trying not to sin than you have been on trying to live like Jesus. And that's what I want you to walk away home with tonight. I have been there. I am currently in there sometimes. <laughs> everybody poops, everybody sins, everybody makes mistakes. The important thing is what you do about it and how you choose to move on. So I'm I've preached a lot to myself too. Don't think I have all this down packed. This is something I'm working on constantly as well. But I believe this really is important. All right. Let's pray. Let's pray. Good word, Josh. All right. Lord, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that we can live in peace, knowing that we're going to have an incredible never-ending party with you in heaven, Lord, when we get there, that we are saved because we believe in you, Lord. We believe that you are Lord Jesus. Jesus, we believe that you have been raised from the dead. We believe that you are God, that Jesus is Lord. Thank you for saving us just because of that. Wow. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me just because of that and because of nothing else. That's it. Thank you for that. And thank you for loving us so much, Lord, that you gave us the Bible. Lord, you gave us this this book of how to live a life of freedom from sin, of how to live a life being blessed by you, to be loved by you, to be cherished by you, all these incredible instructions in here, Lord, how to just live an incredibly blessed and free life. Sin does not have to control us. Lord, help us and give us the strength to repent. Lord, give us the strength to take control back from sins that maybe we have been struggling to become slaves to. But I thank you, Lord, that even if we are struggling with that, that that does not determine whether or not we are saved, and that does not determine whether or not you love us. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so, so, so good, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you. In your mighty name.